evening, and welcome to episode 48 of the Deacon and Co. Show. Very special, very special, very special guest. Did I say very special? I, I forget if I did or not today. Uh, he'll be on in just a little bit with me. Uh, I had mentioned to you guys to start checking him out. Uh, buddy Double will be here with us, and uh, he's going to talk all about his album, Don Sippers, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Uh, topic of rap is always a good conversation on the Deacon and Co. show. I mentioned to many, many of the fans, Deacaholics, that uh, I'm not just Metallica. Uh, I like to talk about Metallica. It's a topic of interest of mine. And thank you for listening, because obviously it is of yours, too. Um, before I get into anything, Wednesday, the 7th of July, 2021. And uh, today... We got some crazy stuff going on in the world in the sports aspects of things, but before I uh before I get on to the sports aspect, uh breaking announcement that Metallica is gonna be headlining November sixth in ATL Live in the Mercedes Benz Dome, Superdome, where the Atlanta Falcons dwell, play, live, uh they play their home games. So it's gonna be fun to uh have met being another headliner, uh, why wouldn't they? Uh, being that they are the greatest band that ever lived, um, or that is still currently living, I guess that would be fair to say, because I'm sure there are many people out there who will tell me that Led Zeppelin or the Beatles uh, were the best of all time, or even the Rolling Stones. But that debate will cease when you have a conversation with me about it. The aspect of what these guys have done, because they had their lives shortened, unfortunately, but Metallica, 40 years later, still doing it, still kicking ass on sales, still releasing new content, and giving us the music, keeping it alive, because it's what it's about. And you're not going to get that sound, that raw power sound of Metallica uh, in 2021, unless you're hearing it from one of the old guys, uh, you know, Slayer, Megadeth, I hate to say Megadeth, but... Um, Anthrax, um, even some of the greats that we we no longer got, I mean, Judas Priest is still out there. Some of the other groups that are, you know, unfortunately, Motorhead, Pantera, you know, great, great bands that just are, you know, no longer with us and, um, you know, very saddened on that aspect. But anyway, November 6th, uh, I'm not going to say that I'm going to go to this, but it might, it might, it might happen. You know, (laughs) I I don't know. I am crazy maniac fan. I'm going to all three festivals so far and, uh. Gonna see what happens. I might pull a little strings. I might, you know, do it myself. Might just tell Nadine that I'm heading out for the night. I'm going to see Metallica. Don't ask me where. I'll be back. But it is what it is. Tonight, in the sports world, we are going to get to see Lord Stanley tonight. Uh, I guarantee you that you're going to see the Stanley Cup tonight. Um, 3-1 series lead for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, game 4 was lost in overtime. And we'll talk just a little bit more about that in a second. But there's something that really bothered me about that situation is that the Lightning, in my eyes, and anybody who's seen the game, deaconandcoachshowgmail.com, email me because I want to know your opinion too. Uh, it basically just turned around, and uh, I think they laid down. Um, they were given Montreal all these opportunities to you know score, and they couldn't. And then fluke goal in overtime, really nice, uh, but it was fluke. And uh, after the game, the Montreal police, um, they were threatening to tear gas the fans 
uh, lighting bottles, I mean, throwing bottles, lighting fireworks, um, doing crazy shit outside the arena, and they also had to do this uh, for Game 3. So, I mean, what's really going on in Montreal where these fucking guys are, you know, acting out of control. You just won one game. You're fucking done. Like, that's just, it's crazy. That's like when you're down 6 nothing in a hockey game, you put a goal in, you guys are all celebrating. What the fuck are you celebrating? You're down five points. There's nothing to celebrate about. You're down three games to one. You're going back to Tampa. They're obviously pissed off about what happened, one. Two, they're pissed off because their fans and family could not attend this because of COVID. And they couldn't get into the country in Canada. They wouldn't let them in. So throw game four is what the mayor of Tampa said. I truthfully think they did. And uh, even though it was a 3-2 overtime game, uh, I don't agree with throwing the game. I understand you want your fans and stuff to see it because they didn't see it last year. Tampa Bay also won the cup last year, for those who don't know. And they didn't get to see it last year. So now uh, this is the opportunity that we're going to get to see the cup tonight. It's happening. I'm telling you right now. On my TV stand, there are three things. Um, There is... A little pop Kobe doll, a uh, Kirk Hammett Ouija guitar miniature, and right next to that right now comes out one time a year is a little miniature statue of Lord Stanley. And tonight, I will put some beer inside of there like those gentlemen will do, and I will drink and watch Lord Stanley because it is the most prized possession in the sports. It's like a rental trophy. You get three months with this thing and have to give it back. Crazy to me. But... Most prized possession, cherished possession, bought from Lord Stanley. That's why they kept it. Lord Stanley, they didn't change the name. Lord Stanley was a lord in Canada that they bought it for uh, in 1890, I believe, was it, uh, when they bought it. And uh, it took them a couple of years uh, to finally start using it and whatnot. And, uh, you know, 1926, there we go, and here we go. Now we're 100 years later, and, um, yeah, it's unreal. Keep hockey going. Uh, there's more cultural fans with hockey that are starting to become, um, and I think that hockey is um, one of those sports like baseball now. Like Baseball is at the bottom portion of the national sports that is going on because football is king. The NFL owns everything over all sports, and basketball is on a huge rise where basketball suppressed baseball and hockey as the second right behind football. So, you know, it's not. this is good to see that hockey's making a jump because when we get fans back in the stands, uh, full fans and whatnot, and I'm sure it'll happen next season, then you'll see that hockey's going to bounce uh, for baseball. And, and the only reason why behind that, I think, really truthfully, is because um, baseball is so boring. It's not what it used to be. And for anybody that's a baseball fan, I'm sorry if I offend you, but the game is just fucking terrible. Um I played baseball my whole life. Uh, baseball scholarship was offered to me. I turned it down, and I just uh, baseball is not my thing. I would I would rather watch paint dry than watch a baseball game. But I, I do I do happen to watch the playoffs. Um, usually, I'm an American League guy. I like more of the American League. Team. I root for the Dodgers in the National League because, and not because I'm a front runner, uh, only because the Lakers organization knows half the team. So. I'm uh, L.A. Dodger rooter. Uh, Kurt, Clayton Kershaw is my favorite pitcher. Uh, he's in my top five of all time. Uh, so it's definitely crazy. Plus, I don't like the steroid fact about it. And that's, I mean, I know steroids are in every sport, but you're going to get heavily disciplined uh, 
you know, for doing in other sports, uh, whatnot, uh, more than I feel with baseball. And, and I know about the 56-game ban, the this, that, it doesn't matter. Like, these guys are still getting away with it or finding a way to do it every single day. But it is what it is with that aspect. So tear gassing the fans in Montreal, not allowing the Americans to into Montreal. Like, I'm Canadian. You motherfuckers are given a bad name for Canadian-Americans. We're American-Canadians, whatever way you want to pronounce it. But really terrible that to see that happen, that you have to go to the extremes of that to uh, clear fans out. But anyway, NBA Finals Game 1 happened last night. And uh, let me tell you, man, I watched a good portion of that game before I decided to switch over and watch Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers battle it out on a golf match, which to me was more interesting than baseball. So uh, Suns took Game 1. Uh, don't expect anything less from this series. I, I think the Suns are going to win in six or seven games. Uh, if they go up 2-0, obviously, not saying Milwaukee's buried, but <clears throat> going back to Milwaukee down 0-2, uh, game three is a must-win for you. So, see what happens in that aspect of what the next step is on on there. Uh, one last thing I wanted to tell you guys before I get uh, my guest on um, the genius of the week because we are on episode forty-eight. Genius of the week, we're having a genius of the year on episode fifty. So I'd like you guys, and I'm going to put a poll up, and for anyone that doesn't have Twitter, email me deaconandcoshow gmail dot com with your favorite genius of the year. And starting on episode 50, we're going to have eight um, eight of these little brackets, and uh, we'll have eight stories to tell, which made the cut for the uh, Genius of the Year. Uh, and then we'll do a process of elimination-style voting by the fans or the decaholics um, to tell me what they thought was the best Genius of the Year, because, I mean, these are, these are great. I, I just... One of my favorite sections of the show because it gives you guys a break from the aspect of hearing sports in the beginning, going into Metallica, because you know you're going to hear a Metallica topic every single time. And depending on the guest, they're going to have a lot to say about the Fab Four. So with that being said, again, get to me. Anything that you guys can remember, or even if you have to listen back, um, then we're going to have to do it. Uh, it's going to be done somehow, some way, because I remember all the geniuses of the week. So I'm going to have to, you know, add some input of my own on there. And sure, we're going to have a nice, 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 nice big one for you on episode 50. But I'm going to stop rambling now. I'm going to get my buddy Double on here. Uh, and you guys are going to love him. Great conversation we're going to have. Um, and who knows where it's going to go. Have you ever heard of a rapper being a Metallica fan? It's coming. I, I told you guys earlier that you, you have to really just trust me when I say that there are much, much cooler guests to come on the Deacon & Co. show. And here he is. Told you guys so much about him. Released Don Sippers. I hope you guys had a chance to check it out on iTunes. Double. Welcome to the Deacon & Co. show, man. How are you doing? Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate being a guest. Okay. I'm feeling good today, man. Thank you. How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely uh, something that I've been looking forward to. I've uh, been listening to the music, love the album, uh, especially to, you know, what you got going on. But, um, you know, what, what, how did all this begin with you, you know, deciding that you were going to rap and you, you don't have a style that you would, I would consider current. You, you're not trap music, which to me, no offense to anybody who likes it, it's terrible. Um, and you kind of, with your punchlines and all of your lyrics are so clear, you're like a modern-day biggie to me. Just a different voice, of course. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, be honest, man. I'm from Brooklyn. That's one. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, man, I started doing music because I ain't like the music I was hearing on the radio. 
it was just, just all this mumble rap, then it switched over to drill, and then at one point it was, now you all you heard was auto tune. So I just started doing my own music and just bump my own music. That's it. You feel me? But I listen to all old school Nas, you know Biggie, Jay Z, you know Method Man, Redman, Wu Tang Clan, and all that. Oh, don't get me wrong. I listen to some new school hip hop too as well, but. Nobody really oh, yeah. keeping my interest right now, to be honest. It's because everybody got the same style. Nobody want to be unique. And I feel like people are scared to, to, to be their own person, be in their own lane. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the crazy thing about that is, is I, I don't want to put you on the spot here or call you out here. But anybody notice that Double just did not mention any West Coast rappers? Come on now. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, man. We love you. Come on. Tupac, you know they... I'm going to be honest, without Suge Knight and without Diddy, a lot of history wouldn't have been shaped. So shout out to those two guys. You know, Suge Knight with Death Row, you know, Diddy on this side with Biggie, Little Kim, Little C's and all of them. Oh, yeah. That was so, yeah. It's so funny that you said it like that because one of the uh, – I know you and uh, our next guest coming up on the Dean Co. Show are very close, uh, our, our buddy George. Uh, you know how he does with Wild Child G's beats. He's going to be our next guest, and his question was going to be, you know, for his rapid, and still is. Uh, uh, if if you are a rapper or an artist, who do you want in your corner, Suge Knight or Diddy? I mean, I- I'm going Suge, but uh, the outcome if you're with Suge doesn't always end well. Shit, listen, you dying with Suge, you getting raped if you with Diddy. <laughs> Come on, let's really talk about it. You're in a lose lose situation anyway. Word. I mean, that's that's got to be one of the best things that anyone's ever said to me, but especially to, uh, you know, just tell point blank, lose-lose situation with those two. But, yeah, that that is too funny. We'll see what George's answer is going to be uh, next week, and that's going to be a fun one, too. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, with all those guys that you mentioned and stuff like that, I mean, it, those guys are, um, you know, what made the rap game the way – it it was, and, and I don't know what everyone's trying to do now with the whole situation of, of moving rap in, like, a different direction, but, I mean, you still got some good songs out there, some good artists, uh, not taken away from anybody, but I, I truthfully feel that the way you're going, especially with everything that you got, especially with your beats, the way you flow, I mean, there hasn't been a song where I've heard that I said, okay, let me, let me get the next one, and that's the truth. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. I just, honestly, I just try to go in there and give my all, you feel me, like, I feel like people not giving they all. And if this is they all, then I'm sorry. Then I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know which way this is going. You feel me? Don't get me yeah. wrong. You got you got some good rappers out there that that know how to do the auto tune and and do the drill thing. But you want to listen to music. You know, you want some timeless music that from like 20 to 30 years from now I could play when I'm older around my kids and my grandkids and be like, I don't know nothing about this. You feel me? And right yeah. now, it's, it's really, like, besides the J. Coles and all that, like, in a new artist stream, like, Drake's and all of that, there's really nobody out that's producing music like that right now, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I don't I don't really truthfully think it has a lot to do with uh, COVID. I mean, performing, yeah, definitely. But look at the other genres of even last year of how many different – pop artists, uh, jazz artists, they were still putting out music and great albums. They had the time to do it. 
Oh yeah, I love I love like just listening to straight instrumentals, like jazz, pop. I like listening to different genres. You feel me? Definitely, definitely. Like, as and, an artist, you got to. R and B is yeah. honestly my favorite. I listen to R and B any day of the week before I listen to rap. And that's just nice. Me, honestly, and I love yeah. the ladies. So very nice. Know what to say? You know, you gotta know the smooth things to say to them. Yeah. I feel like when you listen to that kind of music, R&B, uh, classic soul, uh, any type of like mud grass, mud blues, any type of that stuff, old Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, that kind of stuff. I, I love that stuff. And even through the disco era, the Motown era, if you want to call them two separate eras, I loved all that stuff. But you, I've been, I made this a point the last couple episodes on the show, and, and I can see it already with you, just the way your lyrics are, the way that you put things together, is that it's, it's a proven factor that people that listen to heavy metal, that listen to classical music, have a higher IQ. Jazz is just another form of classical music with modern instruments. Same concept, and I see it and hear it in your delivery and your music. Thank you. Thank you all. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I had a rough life, you feel me? So, listening to all that rap shit, that shit put my mental somewhere else. Excuse my language, you feel me? But, yeah. I just, I'd rather just listen to something that's, like, soothing, you feel me? Like, relaxing. You know, different tempos on the body. You know, different vibes, different energy, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's why there's a lot going on in the world right now, you feel me? It's this, this drill took over and... Manipulating people's minds, you feel me? Everybody want to be gangster. Everybody want to shoot. And what happened to being in love? What happened to being happy, you feel me? What happened to just being you? People trying yeah. to portray something that they not. And that's what a lot of people fell at. Well, that's why you get a lot of the same thing and nobody unique that's going to stand out. That's why I feel like when I finally do get discovered that I'm going to be very unique. And a lot of people going to grasp onto my music. I mean, it's going to be like this diamond in the rough that should have been discovered, but it's just a diamond in the rough, you feel me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's always the, always the rappers and artists that start off having, like, the difficult life and having, you know, the just, you know, not fortune to have been, you know, discovered or whatnot. But being that you got Don Sippers, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, on iTunes, I think you're on your way. And I think that um, I think the next move that would really benefit you, and I'm sure that you know we'll have uh, many opportunities coming up with the summer, is for you to do a couple of open mics and live shows. Yeah, I need that. I need those. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, now, yes, I, I know about Don Sippers. Now, what do you got going on for 2021 that you want to share with the audience? Well, I also cook. Very passionate with cooking. Nice. So I got a cooking show I'm about to launch called Cooking very with nice. Devils. You know, um, conversations at the end of the show. Cook food. You know, show them preparing a meal or whatever. You know, see if we get picked up by the Food Network. We hustling right now, man. You feel me? Independently. Just every lane, you know? Awesome. Trying uh, to get that legacy. Uh, as yeah. far as the music goes, um, I'm dropping two more projects this year. A lot of videos awesome. to come. Like you said, we're going to do some open mics. We're going to do some shows. Hopefully we get picked up. We could do openings for some, some big people. 
You feel me? Um, I got a feature coming. Awesome. Um, you know, mainstream artist, so you can look out for that this year. Awesome. Not Very nice. No names, but... yep, nope, we want to be surprised. We'll definitely have you back on when that happens so we can help promote. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. And, you know, more Wild Child G beats, exclusive beats. You just made me, like, three new beats last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Awesome. That's how the that's how the new mixtape came about. Flowers. You feel me? It's gonna be a five piece project. I already got two songs done for it already. The three awesome. new beats is going up there. And it's it's called Flowers because I want my flowers, you feel me? Yeah. I that's it. I um I feel like you put me on a verse with anybody and that's one thing too. For me to do features, I haven't done features in a long time. So Dawn Sippers is no features. Flavor Guards, no features. Flowers, no features. So right now I got three projects that's strictly no features. I know people want to hear features and everything, but the quality of the music that I'm coming with, with the different styles and the different flows, I don't feel like I need features right now. Honestly. Yeah. And it's not yeah, to be cocky or nothing, but I'm in my own lane. And I want to stay on my own lane. I don't. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, double, you're a hundred percent right on that again because um, you, for the first for the first couple, I want to say like you know, I first started off having the uh, same concept, one guest a month. Sometimes when it got more, when people started to see that the show was getting bigger and the show was getting you know bigger guests and stuff like that, then it was more all right, cool, let's have an alternate guest every other week and whatnot you're going to make your name for you and you're going to see that people want to reach out to you. It's not about you reaching out right now. I was going to ask you about collaboration work, but it was a good thing that you mentioned that to us uh, with that. But three projects going on, uh, that's, I mean, dude, that's incredible to be working on this much material. I'm sure you got some uh, some great ideas that are going to be flowing for the uh, for the rest of the, the work to be finished and whatnot. But uh what uh, tell us a little bit about Don Sippers. Like, what was the process in like making it? Like, did it was it difficult for you to uh, decide what was going to go on that album, or like you just knew right away like that's definitely on there? I'm gonna be honest with you. It was like as it like came countdown because I dropped it on my birthday. You feel me? That's one. That's so awesome. as it came to my birthday, I'm like, oh man, like I already knew what songs I wanted to go up there, but in the process, I had hit the studio. And I had made some new fire. I'm like, damn, I want to put these songs up there. But I'm just like, you know what? Now, I already got the format already for Dawn Sippers. We're going to make Flavor Guards. Because I smoke a lot of weed, you feel me? And the weed I smoke, man, I'm telling you, the flavors these people is not getting. And if they is getting it, please reach out because I want to get some of them flavors too. (laughs) That's the whole concept of Flavor Guards. We Dawn Sippers Flavor Guards, you feel me? Dawn Sippers is is a lifestyle. Yep. You feel me? And I, and I explained that in the first song. It's, it's an expensive lifestyle, you feel me? I'm not saying I got a million dollars, but I do live a lifestyle like I would like to live. And it did not happen overnight, you feel me? It yeah. shit came from ground up, from the mud, you feel me? So I'm very grateful and very appreciative of everything, and I thank God every day, you feel me? So Dawn Sippers, we did that in one night. I went to the studio and I recorded that whole album in one night. Wow. From 12 to 6. 
in the morning. Wow. Me? And we got it done. Shout that out to Flood Studios. You feel me? Oh, yeah. That's where I recorded that at. Oh, yeah. Definitely a big shout out to them. Um, we're definitely, uh, you know. Big they, shout yeah. out to Wild Child G's with these instrumentals, these beats, man. Oh yeah, so, we're definitely definitely gonna be fun because we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, George on uh, next uh, next week, and it's gonna be fun because uh, I'm excited to hear how his process is of how he gets things done and and whatnot as well. But uh, during this whole situation, one night, I mean, dude, that's that's unreal. And uh, again, iTunes, um, anywhere else that they, where we can find Don Sippers? Oh, it's on all major platforms. Awesome, all major cool. platforms. Like, awesome. don't get me wrong, I wrote it. I wrote it, you know, it took me a few months to write, but as far as, like, recording was, we did that in one night. I went in, and I got it done. Eight songs That's awesome. Wrong. You feel me? Like, the studio is like, it's, it's like a full contact sport to me, so I don't, I don't play sports, but that's that's my sport, and I, I, don't, I don't play when I get in there. Oh, yeah, that, it definitely is crazy. Um, Now, my, if I may, uh, my my favorite on there is going to be Everything's Lit. Hey. <laughs> that is, dude. Everything's lit. my dick. dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, listen, yeah, listen to that a bunch of times, uh, more than any other track. And uh, George definitely showed me some other tracks that you had uh, we were, while we were hanging out. And really, uh, man, like I said, it was definitely was cool, and I'm glad that we had you on here. Now, what is the message – um, that you have as an artist uh, to the fans, and where can they reach you? We know that the music is on all platforms. You guys can check it out, Spotify as well, because I know that's how most listeners listen to the Deacon and Co. show. Right on there, just type in double, $2 signs after the double, and you'll find Don Sip is right on there. It comes right up. Um, you can find me on Instagram at double2020, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Awesome. Everywhere, all, all the same. Yeah. We have you okay. Um, cool. Awesome. All the same there. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. and now uh, back to the circle and full circle here. Double. What is your message to the fans about your music, and what is your message to your fans about your music? Well, my fans, I'm just appreciative of them from all the years. Because before I met Wild Child, you feel me? I was a YouTube rapper, you know, doing YouTube beats. And I feel like that's where a lot of people don't progress that's trying to do music right now. And that's for all the up-and-coming artists, too, you feel me? Find your producer, find your sound, find who you are, and don't look back. Invest in your producer. Give your producer credit, you feel me? Because without that producer, that song would not be what it is. So give the flowers to your producers, please. There's a lot of people that don't shout their producers out. They don't give love to producers. And nine times out of ten, the producer is giving you the beat and telling you if it blow and break them off, and y'all is not doing that. So make sure your producer is eating, man. And that's, it. that's, that's all I got to say, honestly. Awesome, I feel like yeah. Producers don't get their flowers, man. Yeah. Definitely, and uh, the funny thing is, is that uh, definitely a lot of respect and love between the two of you guys, and definitely 
my show wouldn't be the same without my producer too. So, you know, I totally agree with you hundred percent because, uh, the marketing aspect of this and whatnot, uh, she does a great job and you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. So uh, shout out to my producer too. Um, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely got to recognize that. And you know, it's good. It's always good for them too, to hear it at a respect level, uh, you know, coming back from you, but uh double, uh, what musicians and not just rappers, but what musicians, uh, have influenced you? Oh man. Um, right now, honestly, I love, I love J Cole, man. J Cole, you know, Tyler, the creator, you know, awesome. um, R&B Waz, you know, Tory Lane's doing his thing. I like Trey songs, you know, old school Waz, fabulous, you know, whole Nas still doing it. Nice. You know, DJ K Slade just dropped the album with a lot of underground rappers. That's fire. You feel me? Um, French Montana just dropped a new hit for the summer. So it's, it's no, I listen. I listen. It's just some music I don't like. Yeah. Shout out to Lil TJ. I can't wait for Bobby Smurda to drop something finally. You know, they home, him and Rowdy. Oh yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely a good, a unique list there that you Rowdy got there. Rich, you know, Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace to that, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely some, uh, some I like J. Cole. I'm with you out there with J. Cole. He's, uh, somebody, somebody put me on to him, and they're like, listen, you don't like new rap, you're going to love this stuff. And that's what's so crazy about, you know, the, you know, finding, you know, music that, you know, I, I enjoy to listen to now because it's very difficult for me as, you know, an individual to, especially run uh, a show uh, and not listen to all genres of music. So I'm all with it, definitely switching up the music. But uh, California Love, one of those songs I listen to every day, you know, mm-hmm. Oakland is back down, Bay Area and back down. Callie is with it. You know double, put that Mac down and give me some love. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I we like roll, that, bro. I like that. Yeah, I was dope. Yeah, um, I mean, one song I listen to every day, it's an R&B song. It's, um, it's by Leah. You know, it's at your best, you feel me? Oh, yeah, great song, man. Really Another one, too, Rest in Peace. Huge, yeah. huge Aaliyah fan. Yes, she was. You feel me? And that's, that's for the soul right there. You need that. Soul yeah. Music. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I still listen to a lot of R&B myself, too. I, I, a little, uh, you know, I, a little outdated R&B, you know, old school going to James Brown, because I still consider that R&B. You know, it could be a little bit of different mixed genres in there, but uh, one of my favorites. No one does it better than James Brown. Yeah, I got James Brown in my catalog to film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone has to. If you don't, if you're a music fan, and that's like this certain artist that you got to put in this genre, you got to have Michael Jackson. You got to have Johnny Cash. You got to have James Brown. It's just uh, those are the automatic three that I think of that have to be on this list. One of my favorite Michael Jackson songs is Butterflies. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Another great one, great dude. Song. Great song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's music right there. That should hit the soul. Oh yeah, definitely. Bumped out a regular from Bobby King Brown. King of Pop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong, Bobby. You know, Alicia Keys. Yeah, definitely. Al Green, some you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mary J is another one of my favorite R and Bs. Can't forget uh, that. Oh yeah, unreal. She is. Um, now let me ask you, Double. You um, you a big freestyler, or are you more of like a sit down? I want to think of what I'm going to write, have a thought of the moment, or whatnot. To sit down and write and make sense. I don't want to try to freestyle and say some shit that don't make sense. And now I'm like, oh, man, you feel me? Don't get me wrong. I could freestyle, play around. It makes sense. But 
I want to, you know, I want to make music. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Uh, freestyling is not, you know, for everybody too, especially, you know, with uh, people who tend to take the more time and put the writing in the effort in. Uh, it's definitely, definitely not their uh, strong point to, you know, mess around with the freestyle when you're making such, you know, great music with that. But um, I think you would be able to do it if, uh, if somebody, I mean, not a battle, of course, you know what I mean? Like yeah, when you're putting in a battle, that's when nothing but problems happen, in my opinion, because what are you trying to prove there? Just get together and do the, you know, make the song. Or produce two songs and see which one is voted better. I ain't going to hold you. That's how a lot of careers got ended, you feel me? One major career got ended was Freeway when he went up against Cassidy, you feel me? Yeah. That was, that was something he shouldn't have did, you feel me? And then he started bringing out writings during this. Oh, man, that was just... But he came back from that one. You feel me? But that's a that's an old school major freestyle right there. Yep. That's, oh yeah. Me that. Cause he could have been very successful if he wanted to did that battle. Oh you yeah. Know, against a young Cassie. I think Cassie was what, 16, 18 at the time. Yeah. Very. So yeah, yeah. I freestyle. Don't get me wrong. I can freestyle. But it's like nice. it's crazy because it seems like every beat lately has just been a wild child beat. You feel me? Once he get discovered, too, it's going to be like, like a, yeah. he's going to be like a hit maker or something. Like, yeah, I get already see it now. You feel he's me? Just, like, oh, yeah. He's so cool, though. He's got this vibe of a young Dr. Dre. Like, that's just the way, instantly who I thought of when I first met him. <laughs> you know, it's the funniest shit. He come to all my studio sessions, right? And the yeah. first thing the engineer asks is, yo, who make your beats? And my bro and be a hundred with you. All we do is we smoke weed. You feel me? So we get to the studio. Be quiet, humble. We say what's up. But we rolling up. You feel me? I'm yeah. in the booth, and they like, yo, who make this beat? Or they wait till like probably like the second, third. Yo, who make that beat? I just point. Yo, that man right there. That man yeah. so humble and you know, you feel me? Such and a cool dude. Yeah, you feel me? Involved. Oh yeah, definitely is. Now, um. I, I gotta ask you, man. Like, I because I feel the same way about this topic, and uh, I, I was speaking to George about it as well. You know, Wild Child, and uh, I turned around and I told him, I said, "You gotta, you guys gotta be at a certain level of of high to also have the creative juices flowing." Because before, many, many times, and nobody would ever be able to tell this. This is one of the first or second times I've ever told this to anybody, but. Uh, I used to come on air. I used to I used to chew a lot of mushrooms, smoke a lot of weed before I'd come on and do the shows because my creative juices would flow through the roof. So I can only imagine that you guys are smoking a lot of weed because it helps out with writing the lyrics and whatnot. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like two years ago, bro, I wasn't doing no type of weed, bro. So yeah. I was sober, and half of Dawn Sippers got written. And I was sober. That's awesome. I didn't hold you, like run it up. Everything lit. Like awesome. and that, and the to, to be able and that's 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 another thing too. Like I challenge myself. Like I don't always gotta be how to write music. You feel me? Like it's a good feeling to be how to write music, but yeah. So like just just to know that if it's in you, it's in you. It don't matter if you high, sober, whatever. You feel me? You if it's in you, then it's in you. I could do music whenever. Like I yeah. wake up out my sleep and write bars. You feel me? Don't understand yeah. where these bars is coming from. So it, it don't matter if you high or not. I just feel like if you got it in you, then you got it in you. 
definitely. I mean, I I always have, um, you know, I, I got. I guess it was kind of more of like a nerve thing for me. You know, I was like, what if I got can't perform with, you know, my guests? You know, as as I'm coming on, and then now it just kind of is like, all right, whatever. You know, smoke before, don't smoke. We'll smoke after, whatever it is. You know, it's it's one of those things. That it, you'll see in time that it's you know like whatever you're gonna do, you're now starting to master it. So, like you said, high, not high. I wake up by the bar, done deal. That's awesome. That's the way it should be. That's a fact. Like um, like when I start to do shows and all that, I feel like people should work out. Because you need a lot of like one capacity to sit there and do like five or six shows. Definitely. So, even going in the studio, you feel me? So that's going to be a ritual when I start doing shows. Get on my workout shit. Run, push-ups, all that, just to have that. So I won't be losing that. <sighs> you feel me? Because you got to move around when you're on stage. You got to perform. You got to say lyrics, all this shit. And be honest, oh, I don't yeah. think be hot, any of that shit either. I might be sober. I might be a sober performer. You feel me? So... Yeah, it's good to see how that might come out. You feel me? Because I don't, I don't like to drink enough when I'm in the studio. Yeah, just smoke. And sometimes oh, yeah. I don't even get a chance to smoke because I'll be in a fucking booth, man. You feel me? I try to do as many songs as I could do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, a good experience too to you know do both. Yeah, it's definitely awesome too. But yeah, I, I could see that because it's not just it's not just about performing because you know how many people that you know and that that was going to be uh, a question further down but how many people that you have seen that produce something and again happens to have a great producer uh they turn around and then they perform and they sound like shit i named 10 people up top my head jaw rule one of them hmm. that's a fact Cause it's yeah, great album drugs drinking getting yeah. on stage high you feel me not keeping your body in shape all yeah. that shit matter, you feel me? Honestly, doing all this traveling, got to take care of your body, man. You're on the road most of the time, so you want to be fucking all these different females and shit, man, yo. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. crazy. Um, So now I, I got to I gotta throw you a spot again because we're talking, yeah. we're having this great, great, great conversation about music, and I'm pretty sure you know where this one is going here, but gave you a list. We'll throw a couple more names on there. I can't picture rap without Biggie, without Tupac. Uh, uh, even NWA had such a huge influence on the rap game itself. But on that classic fans list that we're going to throw, or artists, musicians, got to have Metallica on there, the best to do it. Uh, what are your thoughts about Metallica? You know, Metallica is great. We actually want to sample some of the beats, to be honest. Like, we... <laughs> you got in tune last night. It was just like oh, amazing. Man. That is awesome. I, I yeah, can imagine hearing a remix. Yeah, <laughs> so like, and that's that's a new lane for me. So that'll be that'll be dope. We'll see what Wild Child got installed. Oh yeah, that's definitely gonna be yeah, definitely cool to hear something like that. And it, and it also too it warms my heart to hear something like that because it's like. How many times have people overlooked the things of, like, all right, Run DMC, one of the best, made that huge collaboration with Aerosmith. Aerosmith was a good, or I would say mediocre band at that point. When, as soon as that happened, I think that that just took everybody to a different level because now you have everybody of different cultures, different ethnic groups, and different genre uh, preferences now listening to both Aerosmith and Run DMC, which was so awesome. That was dope. 
Let's talk about what Hope did with Lincoln Park. Hope is one of my favorite artists. I feel Definitely. like that was dope. That was a dope collaboration right there. Yeah, uh, nothing to say bad about Lincoln Park, but uh, you obviously definitely knew that Jay-Z enhanced their audience as well. Yeah, of course he did. They enhanced each other's audience. No That's way. a good way to put it. Yeah, I like that. Um, any thoughts that you got on, like, uh, Metallica songs, albums, anything uh, that you enjoyed about the band itself? The one album? I uh, like if I'm not mistaken, I think it's for the song, one of the two. Wow, you like one? Okay, yeah, yeah, one is, yeah, one was everything. It was, uh, one was first uh, Grammy, uh, first music video, such a crazy thing, uh, based upon a book. Uh, guy, obviously you heard it listening, boop, you know, all of his body off in war, hooked up to machines to live. Uh, one of the arguably the best drum solo in rock history. When you hear that live double, it sounds like there are fucking machine guns in the building. No joke. Yo, I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. I got this speaker in my crib, man. That shit just <laughs> so loud, man. I know my neighbors is loud. I know they was mad last night, man. You feel me? <laughs> oh yeah. That shit it bumped. You feel me? And I had to play it back a few times because it it was different. That's you awesome. Know, just, just for that, that genre of music. Oh, yeah, definitely. To get uh, in tune with it. it I like it. And oh, I'll yeah. Look more in touch into rock music as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially, too, if Wild Child can put out a, uh, a nice-sounding beat for you guys, man, that sounds like a Metallica, uh, you know, that, that, would, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I don't know where he got up his sleeve, but I know he's going to do something. <laughs> yeah, definitely gonna be crazy. Uh, the crazy thing about um, Metallica, we're trying to get a subject on there. Gonna just throw this in there. Uh, I, I elected that I was not going to have a bachelor party double because I'm a maniac fan. So I am going to take whoever wants to come with me on this adventure, and I'm gonna go see them in Europe next year when they do this big tour that they're gonna be on, and it's gonna be pretty sick. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I think it's better than uh, having a bachelor party here of doing the traditional or you know, even going to Vegas. I think it would be more fun to go to Europe. Yeah, hell yeah. You got to live life, man. You feel me? You got to travel, see new sights and all that. They ain't going to have Metallica, man. You want to turn it on? <laughs> so that's oh, yeah. going to be crazy, man. I ain't going to hold you. you oh, yeah. Yeah, you feel me? You're going to be on the show that night, man. You oh, yeah. I don't know if you on blast or not. I don't know if you got a wife or not. You got a wife? Married? Yeah, uh, that would be, yeah, that would, that would engage, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be crazy, you know, uh, definitely to see it. I just told everybody, too, I said, look, listen, I, I mean, you guys can do whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm just interested in, uh, you know, yeah. that's it. And I said, I'm there for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Craziness. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. craziness that we got going on in the World Double Genius of the Week. I know you're a fan of the show. It is a topic where somebody does something outrageous. This one's going to go, actually, to my mom this week. And uh, New York Islanders suffered a loss, and... The best thing that could happen for Ranger fans, we can all breathe. We lost game seven. They're out of the playoffs. So people, fans, naturally double are still wearing their Islander shit around. Then, okay, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. So my mom goes to the grocery store with my fiance and I, and we turn around, and I look at her. She's in the frozen food section. And uh, backtrack for one short second. 1996 double, the Islanders released this jersey that has the Gordon's Fisherman, like the Gordon's Fish Stick box from, like, where mm-hmm. you go to grocery store, that brand, on basically a shirt 
um, you know, jersey that says Islanders across the front of it. It was voted the Uh-oh. worst jersey in history of any jersey of all time. <laughs> so ever since that moment, I've called the Islanders fish sticks. So, so my mom took my mom took a bag of fish sticks and threw them into every fucking Islander fan's cart that she saw that was still wearing their shit. And she is going to be genius in a week. I never laughed harder in the grocery store. People were looking at me like I was out of my mind because maybe I was. I just watched a 60-year-old woman throw a bag of frozen fish sticks to hate on somebody's team. I mean, I influenced her very well. <laughs> Your mom's a gangster. She's a fucking gangster, man. So, I, mean... <laughs> I mean, dude, that, I mean, you can't get much better than that. True story, um, you know, with that. We got something cool coming up uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, this is episode forty-eight of the Deacon and Co. Show Double. So we got two Congratulations more. Congratulations on that! You going hard. Yeah, um, thank you. Forty-eight episodes. Not the milestone. A lot of people only get that far. Yeah, you know, we're uh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're at forty-eight regular episodes. Uh, about tw- I don't know the exact numbers, but then we got the. Uh, you know, the sports specials on the point fives for the playoffs and the touchdown reports. So we're getting somewhere close to 100, but um, it is what it is for there. But the uh, reason I bring that up is because in a couple episodes, we got to vote. I got the thing going on. I'm going to give uh, a little bit more information about it next week. Uh, we're going to have a little contest going on, double. So all of these weeks, I've never not given a story that somebody has done something stupid for Genius of the Week. So we're going to have like a little tournament style to see who's going to be genius of the year. So we're going to give that. <laughs> so Yo, that listen, story is going to I, I be. I don't see some things, man. You feel me? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine. You got one to share with us? Oh, yeah. I'll share one with you, man. You know, Chick fil A got this new thing, man. You know, I don't know if you know about Chick fil A. A lot of people know about Chick fil A, you know. You know, you go Yeah, there, we got a couple over here. You know, as much sauce as you want, you feel me? People love the Chick fil A sauce. So, yeah. Uh, out here in New York, they're only giving out two Chick-fil-A sauce per person, you feel me? Or yeah. you got to pay more, you feel me? So one day, this guy coming to Chick-fil-A. He wanted more sauce. You know, long story short, he comes around the counter. He tries to fight the guy, you feel me? So <laughs> he puts him in the headlock. His girl comes over. They beat his girl up, too, man. It just got oh, crazy, shit. you feel me? And... All over some goddamn Chick-fil-A sauce. So that's my genius story. You feel me? <laughs> that's definitely a genius. But a fucking Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> Unbelievable. And it's not even all of that, bro. You feel me? Like, I better sauce. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the crazy thing, too, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, earlier is where is the cooking show going to be uh, aired? YouTube? Um, Yeah, I'm going to air it on YouTube. All right, cool. So as we get closer to that, too, we're going to check it out. Appreciate you. I'm going to make a new Instagram, and I'm going to promote just the cooking show on that. So look out. It's going to be called Cooking with Double, the Instagram. So look out for that. You guys heard it first from Double himself. Appreciate you for being a guest on your show. Appreciate the promotion. I appreciate all your fans that's tuning in, that's going to support. Great things to come. Yeah, anytime. And don't worry. As soon as, you know, you let your fans know that you were on a podcast, too, this is actually going to help, too, because then other people will reach out to you and get you on, too, because conversation's been great so far. Um, Rapids. You know how we roll with Rapids. Uh, Two minutes, uh, back and forth. uh, Best concert you ever attended. You got to give me a good one. I know you got one deep down, a good one. Be honest, I never attended a concert. What? 
That's not my style, man. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I don't even like to go to clubs, but I know that's something I'm going to have to get into. You feel me? Just being yeah. around all them people and, you know, first off, it's too hot. This corona shit, man. You feel me? Like, yeah, people's definitely. crazy. You feel me? I don't got no problem chilling with people and all that, but they trying to rob you, trying to stab you. Females is crazy, trying to lie. I ain't got no time for it. You feel me? So, yeah, all the concerts and shit, I never did it. You feel me? I watched verses. Yeah. You know, one of my yeah. favorite verses was Fabulous and Jada. You feel me? Nice. Too old school, going back to back. That was a concert to me. Feel me on my flash screen in my crib. I popped the bottle. I was smoking some of the best weed, feel me, bumping, so. Nice. Sometimes that's the way to do it is just to catch it from a screen. I, I have, uh, I get one of my one of my favorite rap concerts of all time. I went to, um, I went to see Jay-Z uh, perform with Eminem. Uh, it, was a, it was a cool concert. Um, I, I didn't actually go in the actual venue itself. So this venue, I saved a lot of money doing this. And like you said, the aggravation of worrying about bitches and people robbing you and shit. So they got a venue where you literally could stand right outside, smoke joints, drink beers, do whatever you want, tailgate, even cook on there outside on the grill and shit uh, by us on the beach. Uh, I'm sure you've probably heard of it, Jones Beach, uh, Nikon Theater. So right over there, I stood right outside. I heard the whole concert. I was able to run to my car. I was able to hop right in and beat all the traffic. It was great. Uh, great show. Kind of happy I wasn't. Uh, I didn't get to go into the actual concert because of all the fighting and stuff, but definitely one of our, my memorable uh, concerts. And I bring that up because it was the anniversary of the concert. It was, I had this happen, uh, let me see here, I'm turning three, 13 years ago. So mm-hmm. one of, definitely one of my favorites there. Uh, now, there, here, here comes the – this has probably got to be one of the toughest questions that we have to ask or deal with. Uh, maybe it's not, but I could be wrong here. Who's a better rapper, Jay-Z or Nas? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, man, this is yeah, a tough one. I, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, man. I got to go home or something. Okay. I got more whole albums on my Apple Music, you feel me? I ain't going to hold you. I could listen to Hove all day. I'm not going to hold you. Definitely. Uh, definitely, I'm going to say Hove, too. Uh, I like Nas. I have a lot of respect for him. I have both of all their albums. Uh, but just for 9-6, the only MC with a flu, I rhyme sick. I be what you're trying to do. Uh, you sold me on that. That's all I needed to hear. You know, who you, who you think won? Was it TakeOver or Ethan? Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. And we're all about honesty today, especially on the Deacon and Co. show. I have never heard a better diss track than Ether. Maybe no. Nail in the Coffin by Eminem, but I never heard it. I love the takeover. I really do. I love the whole intro to it. Come on! But <laughs> I think Ether's got him, man. I mean, just, That's you know. Fact. That's a fact, though. You feel me? Like, I love Hope, but Ether did it. You feel me? Even yeah. on TakeOver, when he was like, you know, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ether, bro. Ether, he did. Oh, yeah. So fun, though, and I mean, just that uh, he wanted to make a point of this. So you came out, you put on, and, and I love the opening track to uh, Stillmatic. You come out and you got Ether as track two. He said, no, fuck that. I'm coming out on Blueprint track one. This is what we're doing. We're starting off this album by saying, fuck you. 
but it still didn't make a difference. I still think Easter got him. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like we don't got no rap beef right now. Like yeah, and that's, that's it's, it's boring. You feel me? Like like old school Jada Beanie single and all like that was rap beef. You feel me? Like what's up? I want some rap beef. I uh, definitely was. And more respect ahead. for that. Yeah, you like, gotta miss right. that. You know, yeah, I want to hear all this, you know, go ball for ball on a song with each other and try to rip each other apart, you feel me? Like, Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. not for me, you feel me? Like, oh, yeah. One more difficult one for you before we get to our last rapid. Uh, big year, Pac. This is so hard, man. I know you're an East Coast guy from Brooklyn. I'm the West Coast guy. You know who I'm going to say already, but it's super close in my book. I'm going with Pac. What? Oh, Pop. yeah. Pac is a better artist. Go. Better catalog. Yeah, and don't I, forget, Pac was born in Harlem, bro. Um, of course, yeah. I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah, definitely. I I always I always considered Tupac more of the West Coast style uh, early on. Uh, I mean, later on, as opposed to early on with Digital Underground and whatnot, you know. But the thing was with me is forget about, like, for delivery, you can't, you really can't. So, and if we're going to do the battle of the freestyle, where Brooklyn at, Biggie took Pac in that hands down. Uh, Pac's emotion for the crowd definitely won him, like, some points in that freestyle. But just listen to what Biggie said. But I'm mm-hmm. shitting on you. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, shitting on you like a pigeon. Like, I mean, just the shit they had, you know, uh, at smacking babies at their christenings. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, unreal mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah, already. Yeah, already, and, and uh, that was really, I mean, if Biggie would have went, you know, and did a different direction, and, you know, of course, rest in peace to both of them, uh, Pac has the books, the poetry, the, you know, the movies, uh, he was, mm-hmm. to me, just the overall, you know, the guy. Was, the wasn't Pac older, though, you feel me, so? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, he was yeah, in the game a little longer. A little longer, yep, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, definitely one of those uh, situations where they're both so, very Biggie, very missed. If Biggie would have had more time, Biggie could have you know done something because he was only on like what his third album. That's what people yeah. don't remember until he died. Like, his third album. Oh yeah, his, his third tough. album shaped hip hop. You feel me? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, nobody knew or nobody knew what the fuck hit him when Ready to Die was released either. Can't take anything away from that album. There is not one bad track on that album. Only suicide thoughts. Tupac don't got a suicide thoughts. You feel me? Yeah. Biggie don't got a dead mama. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Like they they just unique. But I fuck with Tupac. Oh yeah, definitely awesome answer on that. Just because he got more catalog because he was able to be in the game longer. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, last rapid here, uh, Master of Puppets or One. Uh, I know you love One. Uh, what is Metallica's best song? Because they these two songs are one and two for Metallica. There's no question. These are their best two songs. Which is their best? I give it to Master of Puppets. What? Because, oh man! Just because it's the underdog, bro. Everybody gonna go for one. You feel me? Come on. Oh Come man! Two or four. Very, you put very, those two up against each other. How many people that says one? Well, I'm going to tell you, tell tell you the truth here. They, you, when you're comparing these two songs, I think Master of Puppets is their best song as well. 
Uh, I don't think Master of Puppets is their best album, but it's going to be their, definitely their best song. These two songs definitely changed Metallica. That's definitely hands down. You're 100% right on that. And just to, inside of, like, Suicidal Thoughts, like, as big as this, as put it as a perspective, as of just Biggie, inside the mind of saying, hey, look, like I'm fucked and I'm going to die. Like, people can relate to that. And then you hear Master of Puppets of Chop Your Breakfast on a Mirror. A lot of people could also relate to doing drugs. So it's very difficult, you know what I mean? To it, but I think you and I are both in agreement with the Master of Puppets is correct there. But, yeah, definitely crazy. But now, Double, I got to thank you, man, for coming on today. I had such a great time, great conversation. You're super knowledgeable and about not just the genre of rap, but just in the other genres as well. Uh, it's really, really shocking about the Metallica chat. I really enjoyed yeah. that, too, because wasn't expecting that. But, uh do me a favor, one more time for the audience. Let us know where we can get to you on the socials and uh, where we can hear Don Sippers. And we'll definitely be waiting. Uh, definitely keep you uh, in the shootouts or shoutouts, rather, for what's up to coming in 2021 for Double and for, of course, Wild G's Beast. Yeah. Wild um, Child. Double 2020 on all social media. And, you know, Don Sippers is on all major platforms. Type in double dollar sign dollar sign and I will pop up. YouTube, you can find all my latest videos. I do have new videos out. Check it out. Instagram, please follow me. I'm going up up there. So I appreciate you for having me on your show. You as well, follow me on Instagram. Tag me in this podcast and I will get it out to my fans and let them know that I was up here. Definitely appreciate that. You definitely know I will. We'll definitely uh, get make sure that we have the links to your uh, Instagram and Twitter because that's what we're on. You guys got to follow me on the Maze of Social, Deacon and Co. Show on both Instagram and Twitter, as I just mentioned. Uh, stay tuned for our voting for the Genius of the Week. Next week, we'll start that bullshit so you guys can get that out of the way. I know you guys are all big fans of the Deacon and Co. Show Genius of the Week segment, but for now, Double and Deacon are out.